This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. And we're back with another episode of Playing Around. And like usual, I got in another Twitter argument over the weekend. Oh, PG, I saw it. It's a good one. It's a good one. So I got called out by this guy. I'm not going to say his name because I don't have an ounce of respect for him. He called me an IG thought. If, if anyone doesn't know what a thought is, it's basically that hoe over there. So this guy called me a hoe. Um, there was an article regarding what I said about Bryson in the last podcast. If you haven't listened to that, definitely go listen to it. To sum it up, I just called him a big spoiled brat. And I I disagreed with everything that he did when he played last weekend. Or he didn't make the cut, so last week. And the guy in golf media, he said that Bryson doesn't give two shits what an Instagram thought has to say. And the thing that really pissed me off about this is different than all of the other Twitter fights that I have gone into because those are just trolls. I don't know them. Um, It it really has no effect on me. But this guy I have seen at multiple PGA Tour events. He has gone out of his way to be nice to me. He'll come up, big smile on his face. And that is the epitome of golf right there. People are so fake. And they act like they're so much better than you. And then they'll shit on you behind your back. And he didn't tag me in the post. Someone else notified me about it. And I called him out. I basically just said, you can call me whatever you want, but I'm not a coward. And you're fake and don't you dare be nice to me the next time you see me. He claimed that he didn't know what the word thought meant. He thought it meant hot slash thirsty. Which is still not good. thirsty means that I'm desperate for attention and this really pissed me off because like I said he's been nice to me in person I don't mind if someone has a problem with me I know my content isn't for everyone it's an acquired taste and I understand that not everyone's gonna agree with what I do but for him to be so nice to me in person and then to say that really rubbed me the wrong way and I just feel like there's so many people in golf like that who are so entitled they think they're better than everyone else and they'll bring anyone down and I was fed up with it I just let him have it and I I've had this quarantine has changed me I'm just gonna say that I've had this epiphany this turning point in my life where I'm not going to let anyone walk all over me anymore. And if someone says something about me, I'm going to defend myself. And fuck you. I'm going to be myself. And I'm not going to let anyone else bring me down anymore. And if you're going to talk shit on me, I'm going to call you out. So it was fun. I seem to get in Twitter fights every single week. So maybe we'll have to make that a new segment. But in lighter news, Josh, while I was arguing with some rando golf media guy you played pebble beach so i think you definitely won (laughs) i won although i will say this pg you know i i feel like kind of like you know this like i watch you do these things on twitter and i'm like oh god oh god don't give in to the creep or the troll you handled yourself very well and i love your 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 new idea about things isn't very far from your old idea about things you don't take a lot of shit and i've always liked that about you and and you're and you're willing to so i thought you handled it very well and that was more like you said it's about golf it's about and and what i was saying last time it's bro code that guy 
that we will that we won't give a name to would much rather be uh, able to say he stuck up for Bryson than to agree with anything that you have to say. So well, he, and he ended up deleting his tweet as yes, well I because ninety nine percent of the people were defending me and calling him out, and I feel like a lot of people in golf think that I am more disliked than I actually am. And so when I do respond, I have a lot of my uh, the people who follow me defend me, and I'm so grateful for them because they've kind of been on this journey with me. And you're right. I feel like I've, I've always been very confident in who I am, but when I would see these people in person, I would be very timid and shy and sweet and have a nice smile on my face. And that, I think that's kind of where I'm changing now, where I'm not going to say, oh, it's okay. Like, he did apologize to me, but he didn't fully apologize. And before I would have said, you're right, you're right, I'm so sorry. And I, I didn't, you know, and I think that is good character development. I'm proud of myself for yeah. doing that. <laughs> and I think when I go to these events now, I think I am so much more confident in the content that I'm putting out I felt like before, and I feel like a lot of people can probably relate to this, where you go through life just wearing a mask, and you're so scared of what people are going to say about you if you are your true self, and you feel like it might hurt you maybe in your career, and your relationships, and your friendships, but it is so much better, and it's freeing to be yourself, and it's easier to go through life knowing that you're doing what you want to do, and this podcast is been great for me because I finally do have a platform where I can use my use my voice for the first time really ever and so it's been great Um, but it's hard there's definitely times where I'll say something on the podcast and I'll get ripped for it or all sponsors will reach out and so it's really hard because I want to create this type of content this is like the person I want to be the content I want to create but it's still this balancing act of golf being a very conservative sport and me being open and honest and where do I fall in that? Is this going to hurt my career? Is it helping it? I don't really know, but at least I know in my heart that I'm proud of what I'm putting out. And I think that people do need an honest voice in golf media and I'm proud to be that person. Well, yeah. And it's also like, sure. You're never going to be the most liked human. Like people are going to hate you. People are going to say that and express that, but like, Let's not use, like, thought in an argument. Like, people don't even know what that means half the time. I mean, he's claiming he doesn't. But it's like, have an eloquent conversation. Use actual words. We don't need to go to Urban Dictionary to have a debate. Right. Be like, I don't see eye to eye with you. But it's like, sure, fine. Say you don't like me. But, like, don't use, like, a defamation of character kind of a term. Exactly. And what I said about Bryson was name-calling as well. But he could have called me a bitch. I was definitely a bitch to Bryson. (laughs) I wasn't a hoe that there's a complete it's completely different and that's what pisses me off when a guy when a girl has an opinion and they don't agree with it the first thing that they do is they call her a whore a slut or a hoe and I am none of those things and even if I was who gives a fuck but that's my opinion and when a guy gives their opinion they never go oh my god he's such a whore who says that no one says that so if he was going to come at me, call me a bitch. I am proud to be a bitch, but don't call me a hoe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, stay strong, PG. I think you handled it really well, and he just exposed himself. So uh, I, think, I think that was that, that was a battle won by you. TKO. You have to say that I or do. I'll kick you off. I do, but I, uh, I, I did watch it, and I'm 
like I said, I'm, 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 I applaud it. Well, how was Pebble? Pebble was me. amazing. So Pebble was amazing. Just and 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 we'll, it was uh, uh, my brother who is a like a, I would say fifty handicap. He might be a fifty handicap, and he hits the ball a mile, but he he just never plays. He was a baseball guy. Um, and then my sister, who was also softball in college, who's not a golfer. And then my my stepmom, who's probably a forty handicap, and I played Pebble, and it was the funnest round I've ever played there. Um, you know, you know, they weren't even near a hundred, but it was, it was, you know, it was a sort of an homage to my dad who passed in January. And so we all went and played one more time, um, before we gave up the house in, in Monterey. So it was amazing. I parred the first four holes and then I, then I shit the bed completely. <laughs> um, I missed every green I missed. I doubled. I had, I, I shot 87 and I had a birdie. I parked 17 and 18 on the way in, and I still shot 87. That's how many doubles I had. Your short game is so bad, it's not even funny. It's, like, I can't even joke about it because I, it's that bad. It's, that's, it's true. It's so true. And that, the rough around those, those screens, you, you just lose. I mean, like, you're chipping downhill toward the water. You're not going to hold it. So then what you do, you flub the first one, and then you skull the second one. So I recently played with some friends who were out that way and they played Cypress and Pebble and all of the courses there. And they actually said that they preferred Pebble over Cypress. What do you have to say about that? Uh, I get, I get that. Um, I get that from a lot of people. I think for me, it's just been such a, uh, iconic, I, 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 I don't know. I would say, I would say I get it, but I, I disagree. I, 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 I disagree. You've played Pebble, right? Yeah, I've, I've played both. I think Cypress is far and beyond yeah. a better experience. Yeah. Um, they're both extremely beautiful golf courses, but Cypress, when you get on that course, it's something truly, truly special. The layout is super unique. Uh, the front nine is completely different than the back nine, and then the last couple holes on that back nine are just spectacular. They're, they're, and, you just can't it, beat them. Yeah, you can't beat it. So I think that's a horrible take. But they also think that Trails is the best course at Bandon. And anyone who says that is on my shit list because that is not the best golf course. And I will go down with a fight on that one. So it's a strong disagree. Trails is not the best golf course at Bandon. And anyone who says that, I just I can't even take them seriously. Anything they say after that, complete disregard. Here we go. New fight coming. Well, I have, some, I have to get in fights this weekend. What, else, what else am I going to talk about? So I'm just starting now. I basically just use this podcast so I can get into Twitter fights. So, hey, speaking of Twitter, I wanted to ask you something uh, about the 3Ms there uh, that we, we got to talk about. But what do you think of Max Homa quitting Twitter? He quit Twitter? Well, he, he – um, didn't you see oh, – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I thought you meant he, like, deactivated his account. No, he, um, he, he quite literally yeah. said he's going to have his agent do it for him like everybody else does. I, it sucks. I, he's, he's funny, though, because we all know what he's doing, so he's giving out these super evergreen tweets about, you know, just trying to keep a positive mentality going to the next week. Hashtag golf. Uh, Max is the best. But I, it sucks that people were ripping apart so much um, for having an opinion and having takes that he felt it was necessary to do that. Uh, but he, I mean, it worked. He played really well this week. And we're going to get into some sports talk on the next segment. So keep on listening.
of Max Homa. He had a really great finish at the 3M. I thought he, gosh, I thought he was going to have it. If he made that putt on number 17, I think Max would have had a good run at it. But Michael Thompson, he ended up winning at 19 under with a two-shot victory. I mean, the ball's on that man. The shot he hit on 17 over the water and that drive on 18, he was feeling it. His game looked so solid. And I thought the best thing of that entire tournament was his post-round interview where he got teary-eyed. And he just talked about how much it means to him. I think we see these multi-million dollar players where if they miss the cut or make the cut, it really doesn't matter to them. Obviously, they want the wins. But for him, you could tell that it was it's his livelihood for his family. And it meant so much to him to have job security. And it was really good to see kind of puts everything in perspective that, you know, not all of these guys are driving around in their 10 Lamborghinis with their 13 houses and spending, you know, crazy amount of money living these perfect lives like it's still a job for a lot of these guys and so for him to be really open and honest and to be emotional was something that was really great and it was fun to see uh the 3m as a whole was a completely boring tournament for me i had no investment in it whatsoever it's sad to see tony finau not pull it out again but i'm calling it now guys i'm calling it now tony finau is going to win the wgc next week that's my take. I'm calling it. I think he's come so close the last couple tournaments. He's playing so well. I think he has it. And I never keep saying that. I mean, it's like a third week in a row that we've said that Tony Finau is going to win. But he is going to win. He's, he is. I, I think it's a va- – I, I, I don't know. He's kind of got to or else it's – or then he goes away for a couple of years. Because did you notice – I mean, the way he, he walked around that golf course, he looked sad the whole time. He just looked sad. I mean, he played great. He's played great for a month. He's played great for six weeks, but man, to, to, I don't know. I, 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 hope he, I hope you're right because if, if he goes in, he's not going to touch the PGA if he, if he goes in and, and, and loses uh, another close. No, nah, it wasn't even that close. But if he's in contention again next week and then doesn't do it, I think, I think that might do some mental damage to him. I don't know about that I mean bright you have to think about Bryson too though he did that he was I mean he had three weeks in a row where he was in contention and then he didn't end up winning and then he finally pulled out the rocket mortgage so Tony's one of the good guys so I'm really pulling for him he did part ways with his caddy and I think that's maybe a step in the right direction I don't think people know how important a caddy is to a player especially when it comes down the stretch so maybe he had his um, he had a swing coach on the bag this week, but maybe once he gets more of a permanent caddy, then that will be a game changer for him and he'll be able to pull it out. But, you know, it's hard, and especially when everyone's talking about the fact that you can't pull it out. I mean, th- and obviously that's in his head and he's thinking about it, but he's playing so well, and I think people need to focus more on that. I mean, it's been a couple good weeks of really solid play, so I think WGC is going to be the tournament for him. I like 3M in one way that I would never say that I before. Like, I wouldn't have watched the 3M uh, two years ago. Well, it's only two years old. But 3M's one of those tournaments. It's kind of like a throwaway. Like, there's not a lot of superstars in it. It's kind of, we've already seen a bunch of golf. It's the, the course is kind of pedestrian. I mean, there's like, it didn't, it didn't wow me. I mean, I love the water, but it didn't really wow me. And then, you, but like Saturday was the fun day to watch that because you've got all these guys, and it reminds you, all these guys that are on the tour that are that are 
good sticks that are now in contention. And it was like the leaderboard was flip-flop, 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 and I loved it. And, and like you said, uh, so much is on the line for these wins. And, they, they, you know, Amanda said that, and, and the, the announcer said that, that they, it's like, look, you're now exempt. You have two-year exemption, all of these things. I, I totally agree. Like, so I had a new special appreciation for the 3M, which I wouldn't have usually watched if I wasn't doing a golf podcast. So one thing that the PGA Tour has been doing that's been different than – before is on the Wednesday. Normally that's their pro-am day or their practice round day. And now they're doing, they're micing up like four players and they're playing for charity and it's really fun. But they mic'd up Matt Wolf and <laughs> it was so bad. There were four players oh. mic'd up and it was just my, Matt Wolf talking the entire time. It was like that kid who was trying to be so cool to fit in with their older brothers oh. and just won't shut up. And I think he forgot he was like mic'd up half the time because he was talking about how like girls in college wanted to like get pregnant and have babies. And he was like dropping the F-bomb and just saying like really weird stuff. But they kept trying to turn up the volume on the other players' mics and they were just not talking and it did no favors to Matt Wolf at all. Like, oh. it was so bad. So bad. Oh, my God. So, and that's, like, the whole point, right? Is, like, let's bring some more into this golf. Let's, oh, I'm so glad I missed it because, you know, I was rooting for that guy. Oh, no. I know. I know you were a big fan of him. And you said that he was the superstar during the TaylorMade COVID relief event. But it was, I think he maybe had a little bit, too much confidence coming out of that event and he's like yeah people love me they love my personality <laughs> so i'm just gonna like let it go yeah. um he did have some funny moments for sure but he just would not stop talking and it was it wasn't great i will say it wasn't great at all i'm sorry about that that sucks i i have to check that out next wednesday though they do they're doing it every week yeah, they've been doing it, I think, the last three or four weeks. Um, so it's, it's been interesting. They started at the Rocket Mortgage, maybe, but, or before. Um, but they've been doing it. They make up four players. They play for charity. It's for a great, great cause. Um, it's been interesting. The one the week before was really great. They had, like, Tony Finau and um, Ian Poulter. And you just have to get the right mix of guys. And I think it's awesome for them to showcase their personality. But it can definitely backfire <laughs> if you're Matt Wolf. And you just don't know what you're saying or you forgot that you're mic'd up. Uh, but it, all in all, the 3M was okay. Wasn't great. Not much to talk about, to be honest. But baseball's back. Yep. I, I will, okay. I'm going to say this because I'm not the biggest baseball fan. I've always thought baseball was fairly boring. I liked going to baseball games, but I won't sit down and watch every baseball game that's on. I'm not a diehard fan. But since it's coming back, I've decided that I'm going to invest all of my time into baseball because I really have nothing else to do. And I will say, baseball is so much better than I thought that it was. It is very interesting, and I have been enjoying it, but there's a possibility of it not being back for that much longer. So... <laughs> As of now, I don't know. I've seen multiple reports. I've seen eight is the number, 14 or 30. But at least 14 players from the Marlins have tested positive, and they canceled their game for tonight. Uh, for people who don't know, it's the 60 games in 66 days. 
I like it better than the 162 games where it doesn't seem that important if they win or lose. It's like if they lose, it's whatever. It's a throwaway game. But now every game is important, and I think that is so interesting. And then they have 16 teams in the playoffs this year. So I, I'm enjoying it. I actually like baseball, but I, I really hope that this season continues. Shout out to the Marlins. I can't believe you said baseball's boring and you guys like golf. <laughs> What? <laughs> At least there's like action in the outfield, and you guys are like, and <laughs> Okay, so clap, 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 clap. So golf, golf the next. No, but, no, see, golf is really boring, though. I'll give you that. There are plenty of times if I don't take a nap during golf, did I even watch golf? <laughs> I fall asleep every single time, and I only watch like the back nine on Sunday, majority of the time. But I, I just didn't know much about baseball, and it's like I was saying, like all the games were on all the time. I don't really have a team that I'm cheering for, so guys, give me a team because I, I need someone to root for. So it's called the Dodgers. That's your team, girl. And uh, we have two MVP players now, so we are going to kill it. And you liked and you liked Mookie in blue. You said it. Oh, Mookie's looking great. I, it's funny because I don't have a team. And I have just been throwing out these outrageous takes on Twitter regarding (laughs) baseball. And I will say that baseball Twitter is superior to golf Twitter. Golf Twitter is the worst. They complain about every little thing. But on baseball Twitter, they are so nice. I said that Mookie looks better in Dodger blue. And I got some kind of hateful comments from... Red Sox fans, but they were all in all were so much nicer. If I said anything equivalent to that on golf Twitter, I would have been roasted into oblivion. Like I would, I I don't even want to think of my mentions. So I, so do you want to retract your statement saying that baseball is boring? I did. I did say that. I said (laughs) now this year I am investing myself into baseball. I think it's still slightly boring, but it's because I don't really have, any idea what's going on but I'm trying I'm really trying can we all just take a minute to talk about how empty all the seats are and what they're doing to fix that because I love it oh you you're you're pro you're pro cardboard I love all the cardboard faces there's one guy who I guess like bought out all of the like uh, I should have looked it up better but it's like the like on the Yankees Somebody bought all like it's one person's face. Like he bought a hundred of them right behind the the guests out box. Oh, what am I drawing on the blank? What is it? Dugout. Right. <laughs> I need to wake up. Right behind the dugout. I just think it's so good. Hear me out. Why, why do you hate it? Hear me out. I think they should be pictures of dogs. That would be the best thing ever. I don't want to see people. I think it was just all pictures of dogs. That would be the best thing ever. I did. I was not a fan of the cardboard cutouts, and I tweeted that. And then I had a guy tweet me back, and he said, "My best friend just died from COVID, and we took a pic. We have a picture of him, and we got him a cardboard cutout, and all of the funds are going back to COVID relief." And I felt completely terrible about myself. So I am for cardboard cutouts. I am against the fake cheering. I think the fake cheering is the worst thing they could possibly do. It's so bad. I don't but mind it, the I don't mind like the 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 crowd noise or the music. That's fine. But the fake cheering, I, no. 
It's like when a girl fakes an orgasm. <laughs> it, it it helps. It helps, you know, it creates the ambiance. But we all know it's not real. That's what it's like. And it always fools the guy. Mm-hmm. But it, it would be like watching a Friends episode and not having the laughter in it. You'd be like, I feel like I'm missing something. Like, you need to have, you need to have it in there at some point. Or else it's not really... A baseball game. You're not watching a true friends episode. I gotta disagree. I think that fake cheering is is. Look, I I, I don't. I'm with. I'm sort of with PG on that. I I, I, I love to go to ba- baseball games, but I will sit down and watch a game. And there are in a regular season, not people in the stands or people that are just eating peanuts behind the, the home plate that are boring. So like, it doesn't matter to me about the sound. And the and the the cardboard cutouts I think are a little distracting, especially for the Dodgers, because then you're like, who is it? Who is it? They're not moving. How is it distracting? That's a good point. Usually That's it's people in the background like throwing popcorn and like doing weird side eye to the camera. Good point. How is this? How is this distracting? That's a good point, Pro Tour. But because I'm like, well, who is that? Who is that supposed to be? Is that Mary Hart? Who is that? Is that? You know, like you, you look at like the who's who of cardboard cutouts. Like I like the idea of random randos putting up their face and and that that seems more fun to me or make it like advertisements. You know how they switch them every half inning, switch the faces and do, oh, look, that's this person or this person. So make it a no, game. It is. It is real people. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Keep switching it out, switching it out and doing making a game of it or something. I don't know. I'm not. You have a game. Why do you need another game? I'm saying if you're going to do the cardboard cutouts, make it something more than, than I don't know. I'm, I, don't, I was watching the Dodger games, and it was all the, the same celebrities that always sit behind home plate at the Dodger games. And I'm like, I, why, why do I need that? I didn't know there were celebrities. I didn't see that. Oh, I yeah. That. I thought it was just like real people. I mean, oh, they had like, yeah. some like, sprinkled in, but it wasn't like all celebrities the entire way back. Uh, you're right. I don't know if it was all celebrities, but it was definitely celebrities. Look, at, at least at the Dodger game. Hmm. <laughs> and that was the biggest nothing burger. <laughs> yeah, Josh, you just talked for five minutes and nothing came out of that. I have no idea where we were going, what we were doing. That, that Let's just move on. Just to recap, <laughs> Paige is a Dodger fan now. We're moving we on. We are a fan of the... <laughs> I have picks, though. So as I said in the last episode, um, betting is my new thing. And so if you guys want to listen to my takes or my picks on who I think it's going to be in the World Series, I have them. Oh, I know. Are you going to say I know them? I know so much about baseball that you guys need to come to me for my picks. Yeah, so for the American League, I think it's going to be the Yankees versus Astros with the Yankees to the World Series. Although Justin Verlander will be out for a little bit. I still think that the Astros are going to make it. They're, regardless if you think they're cheating or not, uh. they're still good hitters, and I think that they're still going to have a good season. For the National League, it's going to be the Dodgers versus the Brewers with the Dodgers to the World Series, and then the Yankees are going to win the World Series. Oh, okay. You had me until then. And then my sleeper teams are going to be the White Sox and the Reds. The Reds. I had not heard a lot of Reds talk. That's interesting. How much money are you putting down there, PG? I haven't decided yet. I I just... Well, you're not going to get great odds with the Yankees, right? The, the Yankees are always... Especially this year. They've got a strong team. So you're not going to get great odds there. 
but the rest of it you could you could make some cash yeah you're right I'll, I'll see what i can do it's still a work in progress i just have the picks i don't actually put money on it so <laughs> Then that's I'm very financially heavy. responsible, so I'm just giving but, you guys all the insight that I have, and then you can put your money on it. Yeah, everyone's going to be listening. I don't watch baseball, but if you are, you, this is what you should be betting on. Totally valid. What's the old? That makes but sense. I've, I've seen, but I've dated a lot of baseball guys, so I feel like I have inside knowledge that a lot of people don't have. She's like, he's cute. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh. Let's bet on that team. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh what's the over under on covid taking the whole season out i think it's probably gonna happen i you mean do? especially no I, no i mean they'll the, all put face masks on before that happens the thing that is so disappointing is that they didn't have precautions put into play if something like this was going to happen like it is with the marlins so it doesn't look too promising that they are not prepared. And I think that's going to be the downfall of the season. If they were fully prepared, then I think it would continue. And of course, this is going to happen. Look, it happened in golf um, where they were having positive tests, but it's, golf is still continuing. It seems to have, they've, they figured it out. But with bigger teams and be, having it be a team sport, you have to be even more careful than ever before. And I really hope that they make an example of the Marlins and they do some investigations on the players because it is very irresponsible if they were going out and eating with friends or even if their family members haven't been doing what they need to be doing. I mean, this is a job. You're getting paid a shit ton of money. You, you can sit inside for 60 days. It's not that hard. I will say I do live for all the change-ups they're trying to do to prevent this. Like, you can't have five. And everyone goes and, like, has to do, like, an awkward back away. Like, shoot, wait, I can't have five you. Or, like, try to help your teammate up. And then they're like, shoot, I can't help you up. It's, like, it's the best to watch. And one last thing before we go rapid rounds. Okay. With Josh. Okay. Dr. Fauci's throw. We can't hate on it. We can't hate on a scholar. We can't hate on a scholar. That's fine, but that was one of the worst throws I've ever seen. It wasn't great. It, it, you know what? I respect it, though, because he was probably like, you know what? I touched the baseball. I don't want anyone else to touch the baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to throw it so far away from everyone else. No COVID will be spread. And I loved Anthony Rizzo handing out hand sanitizer on first base. I thought that was yes, so that cute so and so wholesome for him to just be like, you know what? Here, I'm just going <laughs> to – I would be that person. I would just be like hand sanitizing everything. But it, I'm glad baseball's back. I, It's been fun to watch. I think I'm like the biggest baseball fan of all time now. <laughs> Welcome to the dark side. I for I for I didn't know you were such a big baseball fan, Tori. Huge Dodgers all the way, bleed blue. Cause you you come from like a well, your brother plays baseball, right? Or one of I don't yes. know, you have like twenty brothers and sisters. <laughs> Four, but yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, my brother played baseball. He was drafted for Tampa Bay. Um and so like just it's like my childhood. Like if I'm on a baseball field don't talk to me. So why do you go for football players and not baseball players? 
Well, because I also have a childhood with football, and that takes me back there too. (laughs) This is girl talk stuff. This is getting. This is later. This is when I've left. Josh, this is way better than your cardboard cutout take, though. So I need to hear more about this. (laughs) I will recuse myself once again. Thank you. So you like football players better than baseball players? Uh, You can't pin me against it. Anybody that can give me a D1 athlete, you got my attention. So, you, so you're like me, where we're just trying to <laughs> birth, stud. yeah, stud. <laughs> birth D1 babies. Like that's the only thing that I I'm want not paying for anyone's college. Nope, that's all you're gonna be at your genetic build. Sorry, girl. So it's or boy. So when you're on a first date, you're like, how tall are you? What were your stats freshman year? Did you play varsity? Were you? Drafted? I've already googled you if I go on a date and you're an athlete. I already have to know your height. Anybody that adds me on Instagram and they like have some sports backgrounds, I have to Google their height to see, okay, is this worth engaging in? You're like, oh, you didn't play varsity freshman year? What a bitch, you're out. (laughs) My child will not. Will not deal with that. Okay. The thing about about the cardboard cutouts, you guys. Yeah. Oh, my God. Shut up about the cardboard cutouts. No one cares, Josh. I do have one question, though, since we're talking about sports. When since we never talk about sports. <laughs> if you guys are going to go get wings, what strip club do you go to? Lou Williams was put on a 10-day quarantine after he was spotted getting wings at a strip club. <laughs> someone, Shut up. Someone put a picture on it of, of him there on Twitter and then deleted it. But he, he claimed that the wings are the best at that spot. And I will say, it's like when you go to Hooters and people say, oh, you go to Hooters to look at the girls. No, like the food is actually really good at Hooters. And I've been to strip clubs before. Where the food is so good, so I, I'm kind of on his side there. Oh, it's like a th- it's been a thing for years, like with athletes. Yes, it's all it's it's sort of like reading Playboy for the articles. Uh, stri- uh, wings at a strip club. I've heard that for ten years. They like, are good, and it's a good idea, right? It's have like good food at a strip club. Yeah, have good food at a strip club. I no, mean, they're going for the Hooter girls. I'm I'm not biting into any of this. <laughs> like literally not biting into any wings. At a strip club. Literally go to Chick-fil-A. They have great customer service. You don't need to take your ass to a strip club for some good wings. Yeah. Right. Have you ever had wings at a strip club, Tori? No, and I don't plan on it. Have you ever well, been to a strip club? Have you ever been to a strip club, Tori? I have. One time I accidentally, in Vegas, ended up at a strip club. How do you accidentally end up at a strip club in Vegas? <laughs> yeah, because there's no lights. There's no blinking lights at a strip club. Because I was in a car with like a group of friends, and they all went in. But I did meet this really nice girl named Dallas, and she was like trying to become a teacher. And it was like really sweet. I liked it. I got your, to know her. What would your stripper name be? Oh, yeah. Wait, isn't there like a thing where it's like the name of your street and then the first dog you had? So mine would be Jackson Live Oak. That is a sexy stripper right there. Jackson Live would be pretty good. Or Jackson Oaks. Oh, I like it. Yep. Uh, Come for the hot wings. (laughs) See, 
because everyone always says like page one are you gonna go into porn and so I've always thought about like what my porn star name would be or what my stripper name would be and it has to be something golf related and I think you have to go with Augusta Green I like it is that golf related yeah okay okay I like Augusta Green I think that's and it's classy it's a classy stripper name it is, isn't it? But yeah. if we if we played the game that Tori played, uh, Harvard Coco would be my stripper name. <laughs> the Coco. I, I don't. Not it's, as much. It's, it speaks sexy, but you get you have a good education underneath your belt. Or it paid for your education, right? Get yourself a girl a girl that can do both education and you know be a little Coco. <laughs> I actually thought about working at Hooters in college. My family, we were having money issues. And so I almost had to get a job, and <laughs> I love this. So, so I much. went, <laughs> and I did like an interview and put like my job application in and everything. I got the job, but I didn't end up actually having to take it. But I thought about it. Oh, really did they send you the it. outfit? Like, did did you get that far where you like put on the spandex? No, I think that's when after you get it because you get fitted for your little outfit. But oh, I, they like tailor that. Yeah. For you. Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. It's like a whole thing. But I think I would have been a good Hooters girl. Uh, I think you would have been a great one, and it would have also like you would have been on the calendar. You would have been the top Hooters girl. Like you're nice. You're you're a good. You. I'm sure you're a good waiter because you worry about cleanliness and you're very nice to people. I think you missed a calling. I think you could still do it. But I don't have a good memory. Uh, we'll so write I, it down. I have to write everything down. That's uh, okay. That's okay. I don't know. Maybe maybe one day, but I, I, you know what? Being a stripper has never crossed my mind. I took a I took a strip dancing stripper dancing class, strip dancing, pole dancing. Yeah, pole, pole dancing. dancing. There, there we go. There she goes. There she is. There. <laughs> there she is. I took a pole dancing class, and it is difficult. Like you better pay those girls a lot of money because it's hard. The pole is slippery. It is slippery. <laughs> it's like trying to climb up a pole with butter on it. And I was covered in bruises. And so if you see a girl go up that pole, you better be throwing her 20s. And get and, and enjoy the wings. And enjoy the wings because they're <laughs> delicious. They're not. You don't you know. You never had you them. You don't know. You never had them. How do you know? You guys, if a man was like, if I caught like, my man or whatever and i didn't know he was like doing something bachelor related at a strip club and he was like it's for the wings you'd be an idiot to believe he went there for the wings wait, i'm not buying it i refuse wait a second nope. pro tour you pro tour you did you did you were sort of a victim of this once didn't you say that your boyfriend dated two girls at the same time for a year so i'm pretty, like I, I'm pretty sure that he would have got away with it it was touch and go, but I was in high school. How was I supposed to know? Sorry, sorry, I didn't. I, I don't. I didn't remember the high school part. Yeah, sixteen wounds Just reopening right now. Thanks, Josh. Anyways, Josh, speed round. Yes. Let's move on. Can we do a speed round? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll start the speed round very slow. Here we go. Okay, PG, what's the over-under on how many weeks John Rahm stays at number one? Five weeks. He's not going to be number one that long. Wow. Okay, that's bold. I like that. That's a, that's a betting man's call right there. All right. That's all I do now. I know. <laughs> betting man page. All right. What's the worst thing a golfer can do? A, 
not let someone play through, B, step in your line, or C, slow play? Slow play. Slow play. I hate people who play slow. I despise slow players. It drives me insane. I don't care if people have bad golf etiquette when I'm playing with them. So if they step in a line or they're talking or they play out of turn, I don't mind that as long as we're playing fast. I am the fastest player and I will refuse to play with someone who plays slow. Got it. There you go. There you go, fellas. Up your game. All right. In match play, did you, you played a lot of match play. I love match play. What is your strategy on giving putts uh, or giving them early in the round and making them putt? What is your strategy on giving putts in match play? Most of the time, you're playing against someone that you've played with for years, so you know their game. So if they are pretty solid with their short putts, I will not have them putt until the very end. And so that way, they don't have any practice. If they are pretty dicey with their short putts, then I'll make them putt everything out for the most part, unless it's like two feet. But even then, if it's like a downhill slider, I'll still have them putt it. So you're you're you stay pretty competitive on that. You're not you're not very you're not very nice to your competitive competition. No, not if I'm playing in a tournament. If I'm playing just for fun. I'll give people like five, six footers um, until it gets down to the point where it is competitive and either there's money on the line or pride, then I'll make them putt. No, I'm ruthless. Got it. Okay. How much yardage does someone lose from an old driver and when do I upgrade? It, they could be losing a lot. I mean, if you switch drivers and – to a new one you get fit for it you could gain 20 plus yards i've seen people gain 50 plus yards having new equipment that fits you is a game changer i think as soon as you feel ready to get new equipment you should so if you're questioning your equipment if you feel uncomfortable with it and you don't have to be even the best player to get fit i think if you can make contact consistently then that's a good gauge on when you should go get fit okay cool all right last one um with the new rules uh hitting the ball out of bounds where are you on just taking a provisional right from there or going up trying to find it and dropping from where you went out of bounds or where you think you went out of bounds which 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 technique do you prefer (laughs) well if it's out if it's out of bounds you got to take a provisional you it's not a lateral hazard you can't just take a drop sorry let me let me let me restate that if you hit a ball you think might go out of bounds you think oh, it's always out of bounds. hit a provisional always, always hit, hit a, a provisional. provisional if you think that it's even close to going ob hit a provisional that's where slow play comes in because if you are down there and the ball is out of bounds then you have to go all the way back and hit a provisional if you're in a tournament but most people don't want to do that because then that's slow play, so then they just take a drop. So always hit a provisional. Okay. There you go. That's the speed round. Thanks, Josh, for those questions. They were fun. And we are done with you. We're going to do some girl talk now. Finally. Uh, all right. Yeah, Tori, you know what we need? We need to put a cardboard cutout of Josh oh. when we do the girl talk shows. Ouch. Oh, oh but we can't because he's like a celebrity, so he'll like, he, wouldn't, he would hate that. Double. Should we put? Ouch. Should we add some background noise of Josh? We can just add him like sipping coffee the whole time, so it's like he's here. 
Do I have to stay on for this? Am I, I'm supposed to go, right? I, I thought yeah, I was you're going. supposed to leave. Get out of here. Later. Later. <laughs> Tori, we've been doing these hot girl talk segments now, and people really seem to be enjoying them. So I asked people on our Playing Around Instagram page what they want us to discuss next, and we got a lot of very interesting comments and questions. Um, first off, what's your take on anal? Just kidding. So we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> oh my gosh, I guess that's everyone knows how I feel about that. That's a hard no, because my heart just stopped. <laughs> She just clenched her butthole so hard right there. Went, <gasps> so that's a no for anal for Tori. So. <laughs> go. Okay, well, that's not for Paige, apparently. I'm a no-go on that one. No-go. We actually should have brought that up in the baseball segment because they seem to love that. So moving on. Oh. oh, so is that why you're a fan now? Got it. No. I thought... So we got this one question. Actually, there was another question. There's two questions. First off, we're going to talk about if, is it cool to date a coworker or someone in your industry? But before we get into that, someone asked this question. I found it really interesting. And they said, if we had to pick a physical trait from the other person, so you and me, what would okay. we pick from each other? To have or to that have. we like, admire on you? Okay, to have. To have. Oh, well... I'm not going to do boobs because that's totally a cop out, but she does have really nice boobs. I would say your eyes. Aw, sorry. You have like the best eyes. That was sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I would want. Oh. <laughs> this is so I won't say ass because that is, I think the. It's the cop out, but it's, it's, the, it's the, the cop out, but it's, you do have a nice ass. I would probably say <laughs> your height. I think tall women, oh. when they walk into a room, it's just like they own the room. Like you have to be so confident being tall. And how I, tall are you? I feel like you are tall. I'm like five, seven. That's pretty good. Yeah, but what are you like? Five, ten, five, eleven? Five, ten and three quarters. But I will say it makes dating extremely tall. Like I told you, I have to Google people I talk to. And I'm like, do you make the cut? And not in the, you know, like shallow way. I mean, I guess it is shallow no matter what. But in the sense of like, if I'm taller than you, then I don't know if like, I have to wear a sneaker. Can I wear a little heel? Can I wear a boot? Things you got to consider when you're tall. Have you dated someone shorter than you before? No. They have to be. I forgot. You only have like the highest standards for your. I don't. No pun intended. Naturally, (laughs) I just think naturally men want to date someone they feel manly next to, and sometimes it's hard to feel that when like a girl's taller. I've been with guys shorter than me. Really? Yeah. How short? Like an inch? That doesn't count. Like five six. Five 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 six. So an inch. Five five, yeah, like five 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 six. But how jacked were they? Very jacked. Very jacked. Yeah, they were. They hot. compensate other ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not big on the whole. I, some girls are like, if you're under five ten, I will not even date you. I would. I don't do that. They have to have like a good personality and be cool. Yeah. And I totally. think like if they have confidence. 
then that is like such a big turn. I think guys, when they're tall, they feel like they don't have to do anything at all to impress a girl. And so they're just duds. Like they suck. They suck. And they feel like they can treat a girl any way they can because they are, they're like, I'm 6'2. I can treat you like garbage. But a guy who's 5'6 is going to treat you like a princess because they like, they got to work a little harder. But I have trust issues with short men. And here's why. On, they always pitch, I'm six foot. But really, that means you're 5'10 or 5'11. So to put it back on the short men, be honest. What's your height? And then own it. Don't try to get a little, a little extra inch in you. Being like, well, in, in cleats, I'm, you know, six foot. It's like, nobody cares. Tell me what your height is. Let me know. Have you ever lied about something like that, though? I mean, I'm sure probably like my weight at certain points. It's the same thing. But never height. Never height. <laughs> You're like, I lie about everything all the time. But if a guy says he's <laughs> half an inch taller, fuck him. Well, pretty much, you know. <laughs> okay, so we'll get into our actual topic of the day. And if you should date someone, if it's a good idea to date someone in your industry or a coworker, what are your thoughts on that? Let's start with your thoughts first. Because that would be golfers. I dated other golfers, right? I have a no dating golfers policy. I have been burned by some golfers, and I think they are evil, evil men. So, no, I will not date golfers. I do not date within the industry, uh, especially because. So many rumors are already spread about me, especially from like five, six years ago when I was dating within the industry and it's still living on to this day. And so I just try to keep far, far away from golf as possible. It's just like one big high school gossip sesh all the time. And so I can avoid that at all costs because my name is already being spread around. I just, I don't want to do it. I, I... the thing about golfers is that they were never cool growing up, and especially, like, in high school and college, they were never cool. They were never the cool guys, and so now that they're professional golfers, they think they're hot shit, and they just gossip about all these girls, spread all these rumors, and it's just, it's really toxic. Like, I don't like it. But what athlete isn't like that at some point in their life? Like, what makes golfers actually that terrible? I think it's because in college with baseball players, hockey players, football players, basketball players, literally any other sport but golf, they always had the opportunity to hook up with girls. Girls always wanted to hook up with a baseball player, a basketball player, a football player. It doesn't matter what they look like. They just wanted to hook up with them. And so they've always been cool. You'd always say, hey, I'm going to go over to the football house. We're going to have a party there. Not once. Ever. Would someone say, we're going to go over to the golf house to have a party. They're just, they were never cool. Never. Ever. Like, they're just not cool. And so now that they have a little bit of fame and money and girls are coming up to them, they it, like, expands their egos to astronomical levels and they just think they're the coolest guys to walk the planet. I'm not going to lie. Our UCLA boys were hot commodities. And they were attractive. Like, my friends, I'd be like, they're attractive and they're usually pretty wealthy. So that's just, you know, you get two in one. 
<laughs> I will say UCLA always seems to have a pretty attractive team. Oklahoma yeah. State did as well. Like, not going to lie. What? Like, when I was being Oklahoma? recruited. Oklahoma State, they always had, like, the best players. And they were always pretty attractive. And when I was being recruited, I definitely thought about Oklahoma State just because the guys' golf team was cute. Oh, 100%. You got to scope out that that roster and see what you're working with. So there's it's crucial. There's a couple, but still, I think if you put a golfer up to any other athlete, they're going to go for the other athlete. They're never going to go for the golfer. So that's why I personally have decided to not date within the industry. I mean, the rumors that were spread about me were just insane. Like people were saying that golfers were flying me out that I, I've never even met before. And well, Paige, you are a thought. So it's like, <laughs> I had one thought a year and now it just lives <laughs> on forever. And now everyone in Twitter, <laughs> let a girl live. You have one naked picture, and all of a sudden you're a thought forever. I'm crying. So oh. my advice is if you're in golf, don't do it. But I've heard so many stories of people dating a coworker and then they get married. And it was yeah. the best thing that's ever happened to them. So I think you have to assess the situation and see what your connection is like with that other person and if it's really that strong and you obviously see this person every single day you know if you like them or not if you're on the fence about it don't do it it's not worth it but if you really like the person I say take the jump and go for it yeah because we do have a producer who said that she would never have met her husband now if she didn't date her coworker because they were coworkers and then now they're married. So obviously I feel like it's almost like your practice time. Like you're spending every day together, you know, the system, they understand what's going on. You have almost the same exact schedule. So it really works out well, but if you break up, I mean, have you ever had, when you broke up with the golfers, how awkward was it playing in the golf tournament with them again, or seeing them on the, on the, on the green, on the, on the golf course. Tori, I always mess (laughs) up on it. Like six months in, we still don't know what a green is. Uh, seriously, Tori, I will go to events now, PGA Tour events, and I still can't look at certain guys in the no. eye. No. Yeah, because no. they were they were friends with someone that I once dated or whatever it may be, and I I like literally could not look at them because it is so freaking awkward. I hate that, but I totally understand. I think every girl and even guy can even speak upon that. Like, there's sometimes where you're like. Ooh, like, I don't know how you think of me to this day, even though I'm sure they don't probably care about it now, but you still are just like, Ugh. yeah, it's, it's like not good. I wish if I could go back in time, I would have never talked to any golfers at all. And it wasn't even like, I'm making it seem like it was so many of them. It really wasn't. Um, right. I grew up playing like junior golf with a couple. And so you had like those, you know, cute little flings or you know little crushes and then in college um I like talked to a guy that is now on tour and there's been a couple things like that but uh, actually on tour it was only one guy and that's the Mm -hmm. thing that was so annoying that it was only one guy right and, and then it turned into like this huge thing and it's like if you're talking to one guy then they automatically assume that you've hooked up with them. And if you've hooked up with them, you've hooked up with this guy and that guy. Right, and all this. Right. And so it just compounds your problem and turns into this huge thing. 
And five years later, I still, like, will walk by a guy, and I'm like, oh, my God, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. (laughs) Uh, There's something over there. Looks away. No eye contact. Um, It it is a tight community, so I could understand why that's, like, like you've always said, the talk is really intimate. So it's, like, whether it is somebody that you played with when you were, like, six years old, they're somehow still tied to it or, you know, if they're on tour. But has that ever made you – so obviously like you're beautiful and like you've always said, I wear tank tops like to, you know, kind of go against the the social construct of the club life style. Can't speak. I need more coffee. Um, but when you go to those tournaments, knowing what had all happened in the past, does it make you like want to cover up more or does it make you being like I'm hotter than ever before? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I okay. think that I- – Yes. Every time that I've gone to a PGA Tour event, I have my hat pulled all the way down. I have my glasses on. I have my jacket zipped all the way up. I think because of all of the stories and everything that people have said about me, I almost want to like disappear and not be that person. And I don't walk in being like, I'm proud of who I am and I'm a victim of the situation. I walk in Mm. and I'm like, I'm so scared of what they're saying about me, what they're thinking about me, what they're talking to each other about. And honestly, like, I could be walking by and they don't give two shits about me. But in my mind, I that's how I think about it. And it's taken such a long time for me to go to, like, a PGA Tour event and actually feel, like, somewhat comfortable because of all of that stuff that has happened. And I think that's my, my biggest advice for girls who are in the golf industry or any industry. You have... A, especially a male dominated industry you are you already have everything against you don't add to that and you can date outside your field of work don't date within your industry because if you do mess up or if you do sleep with someone it's not fair if you do it they're going to call you a slut and they're going to spread rumors and then they're going to cheer that guy on don't give them anything to taint your name or to use against you like just don't do it Right. It's it's hard because I'm always that person where I, I genuinely think you should look for people who are right next to you to date. But then I, I'm also like I can totally see your point of view. I It's definitely hard, but I've seen girls within golf media marry professional golfers and they live happily ever after. And so there are obviously <laughs> like good things about it. I just received the worst part. And I think that if you're going to date someone, date them first. Don't just have like a one night stand. Do not just. Yes. I think that's yes. the biggest that's thing. It. Yeah. So it's like if you're going to like date them, that's totally fine. And I think that's okay. But don't go into it. Have a one night stand because that's. It's, there's no good is going to come from that. If you're not fully invested in that person or interested in them, it's not worth it. Find someone else. Boom. That's the truth right there. Yeah. Gosh, it's difficult. Dating so hard it's so hard to find people because you want to find people that are close to you you don't want to just go to a bar and meet someone there but that's kind of all you have to do and now there's like online dating and all of these apps I wish it was just so easy just to find someone and connect with someone and not have it be such a big deal welcome to the past four months of my head (laughs) (laughs) well it's so hard for women too it's like if you do date within the industry and something bad happens like I said all the guys are going to take the guy side and they're not even going to hear what happened to you but us girls do that too when we like okay for instance today or this last weekend one of my 
one of my girlfriends, a guy she's talking to, just sends her a naked pic. Out of the blue, he's laying down, sends a naked pic. We, we, te- we texted the whole group. Can you believe this? Oh, my gosh. We didn't share the photo. I'm going to make that clear. I never saw it. Nobody saw it besides her. But we all talked about it, and we were like, what a loser. Like, nobody asked for that. So us girls, we know how to spread gossip and talk just as much, too. That's very true. We're horrible people as well. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, on that note, we're going to do some TNA. Okay, so actually, before I I read the TNA email, there is something from Mikey that carries on nicely from what we were just talking about. And he wants to know... Well, it's a long email, but I'll get through a little bit. I was in a relationship that made me choose between my career in golf or choose a girl, a true life ultimatum. She believed that when I was playing golf or practicing golf, that I was actually cheating on her, which I would never in my life do. At this time, I was 24, and this was my second real relationship. I swear to you when I say she got everything and anything she ever wanted. Even if I didn't have it, I found a way to get it, and she had it. Four years later, I proposed, and she said yes. We were both happy. Until, well, three months later, she left me. She went back to live with her parents, and I still, to this day, have no idea what happened. No closure, and it really hurt me mentally. Now at 31, three years, I'm single. Oh, my gosh, so he was dating her for a long, yeah, four years. Jeez. Now at 31, I'm a good morning, good night text kind of a guy who likes to always smell good, has an okay job, has his shit together, has a house, has that old school type of care about people and the type of guy you want your parents to meet. So why am I still single? What am I doing wrong? Please help. Oh, Mikey. Mikey. Well, Tori's single, so I will connect you both. No, that, that, that sucks to hear. And I think that as girls, we have this tendency to think that guys – are the problem and we're always the ones who are perfect and we give everything to the relationship but in reality there's a lot of toxic females out there who play mind games with men and that's not okay and I think it's this cycle of a girl will ruin a guy and then a guy will do that to the girl and it keeps going on and on and on I think my best advice is never settle for anything less and it should be relationships are always going to be hard and difficult and you're gonna have to put a lot of time and effort into it but it shouldn't be that difficult and so when we talk about advice and what you should do there's really no rule book when you meet that right person it's just easy and it doesn't matter if how many texts you send them in a row or what you say or what you do, they're going to love you for who you are. And I think you always need to remember that. And so the best thing that you can do is be true to yourself and authentic and that right person's going to find you. You cannot force it because then you're going to end up in a relationship you don't really want to be in. And so I always tell my girlfriends, just, just live your life. It's going to happen. Don't put too much pressure on yourself and don't be in a relationship just because you want to be in a relationship that right person's going to find you and don't try to force it. It will happen. Right. I will say also kind of going into like, what am I doing wrong? He seems like an incredible guy. I get you were 24 and you really did everything to make her happy. And you guys had a house and whatever, but at 24, 25, I'm not really looking for a nice guy. Like I'm looking for a guy who keeps me on my toes. who's exciting. Who, who almost like doesn't have his shit together. Cause that's like where I am in my life. So 
I would just say erase all of that. Clear your mind of that because at 24, you're just a different human. 31, start over fresh in your brain because don't think whatever you had in the past was right because there's a lot of immaturity there. So at 31, you're like ready to actually like have kids and be mentally correct, but just er mentally correct, mentally right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I would just say, listen, me at 25, I'm not really looking for like a nice guy. Like, I think it's boring. (laughs) (laughs) God, you're such a horrible person, Tori. (laughs) I'm not horrible. I'm being honest. Like at 25, I kind of want the guy who's going to like ruffle my feathers, kind of just like be a little flaky, keep me on my toes. You just want to have fun. Like you're not looking for like a serious relationship. Yeah. And I feel like there's so much pressure on everyone now to achieve things and be in relationships and a a successful relationship and get married and like have kids. But I feel like now there is no timeline. So just because you are 31, you don't have to be married. You don't have to have kids and don't look at the people around you. Cause I feel like a lot of my friends now are starting to feel the pressure of like, Oh my gosh, I'm getting older. I'm closer to 30. Like I, I'm still single. That's not a bad thing. I feel like most people who rush. Yeah. I feel like most people who like rush into marriage end up regretting it Mm -hmm. and they're not happy. And although they might look happy to you, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So just try to like enjoy life and not be too stressed out about it. And you're not doing anything wrong. I think we can always do things to improve ourselves, but we're all self-aware. We know what we're doing that's good and what's not good. And so for you, Mikey, just just like if you're happy with who you are, you're going to find someone who compliments you. And I think that's what we always need to look for to not someone who completes you, but someone who compliments you and makes your life better. Totally. I agree. Make sure you're happy, Mikey. You're just peaking in life right now. I would love to have a house in quarantine. <laughs> well, you're like, Mikey, how tall are you? You didn't list that. Did you play D1 sports? Yeah. Did what you? was your sport? <laughs> was your I tur- I'm surprised you didn't say, you know what's wrong with you? You weren't a D1 athlete. Are you six seven? Because I don't want you. <laughs> Thank you. Next. All right. Back to (laughs) TNA. This is from Cameron. When I watch golf on TV, the pros take huge divots when they hit their irons. When I used to play and take a divot, it was nearly always hit fat. What causes this? Did you understand a word that they said in that sentence? Is this a sentence? Is that (laughs) that, that's a that's a formulated. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You said it correctly. Always hit fat. I'm out. Go Steam for is like coming from out of Tori's ears and head right now. She is so confused with it what's going on. It literally doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you want to take a divot, but you have to. The divot has to start after the golf ball. So one drill I really like to do is put a tee in front of the golf ball. And so when you hit, you try to think of hitting the tee instead of the golf ball. And so that way your divot's going to start after it instead of before. So you can even also look at your divot after you hit it. And a divot tells you so much about your shot. So obviously if it was fat, it's going to be a deep, longer divot. If you hit it thin, there's going to be no divot there at all. If your divot is moving um, to the like pointed to the right, you can tell where your swing path is. If it was pointed to the left, you can see that you're coming over the top. So actually looking at your divot after you hit it is huge and definitely take the time to do that if you're struggling with your swing. But all you really need to do is just put a tee in front of your golf ball. You don't need to stick it in the ground, literally just lay it there. And your goal is to hit the tee. And so you shift your focus from the ball 
to something that's in front of it. And if you don't want to lose your tees, you can just kind of pinpoint a spot right in front, but always want to feel like you're hitting in front of it instead of directly behind it. And, and that's hit fat folks. <laughs> Sorry. I need to take you golfing and we need to figure this you out. You just said you don't like playing with slow players. I think I'm the last player you want to actually play with. You can be bad and not slow. They're not mutually exclusive. Greet me with a margarita and I'll show up anywhere. You know, he was actually a slow player. I didn't want to say it because he was going to get pissed. But Josh is actually a really slow player. Oh, no. He's going to come at you swinging on the next podcast. I mean, it'll take him five minutes to actually get to his point. But he, <laughs> he puts everything out. And he'll line it up and, like, go through his whole routine. And he, like, talks to himself before he's going to hit the golf ball. And it is excruciatingly slow. I can't wait to hear his rebuttal. I already know what he's going to say. He's going to be like, well, well you, you know, like, listen. So it just, like, I, 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 I just, like, oh listen. <laughs> I just got oh. thoughts in my mind. Like, listen, I just like, I, I, I don't know. Like, so uh, that's what he's going to say. <laughs> I can't wait. We got to, we got to really, we got to open up with that one next time and ask him and see who <laughs> did you predict correctly and what he has to say that you just call them slow, big golf guy. I don't think he likes to be called slow. No, he's going to be really upset about it, but I do want to say guys, on the last podcast, we did a fun little giveaway. I picked the winners, but I thoroughly enjoyed reading through all of the comments and messages. You are seriously so awesome. The fact that you guys listen to us weekly and enjoy this podcast, it honestly makes me so incredibly happy. And you guys always say that we keep it real and honest, and that's what we're going to continue to do and what I will always do. So again, thank you so much for listening to the show, supporting us and enjoying these episodes. We have so much fun making them and we want to keep this going for as long as we possibly can. So again, thanks guys for doing that. We'll have more giveaways coming up in the future and we'll see you guys next week. Follow playing around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio, or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.